0: Hello and welcome to episode 45 of the Atlanta Man Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Rogers, and on today's episode we'll be discussing the three games that the Hawks played this week. But uh, before we get into that, I just want to do a quick uh, little roundup on what happened with the MLB lockout last week. Um, on Monday, it will be officially canceled the first two series of the season. So six games are canceled as of right now. Um, probably more to come as far as cancellations go, but yeah, they weren't, um, able to come to an agreement by their made up deadline that was on Monday and, um, they ended up having to cancel games and it's just very, very annoying and very disappointing, honestly, but not, uh, not a huge surprise, but, um, yeah, it looked like on Sunday night there were some rumblings that there might be a deal getting done, but um, things really fell through on Monday and things did not happen. So yeah, I just want to do a quick little housekeeping note on MLB and this lockout as it doesn't look like we're going to have baseball anytime soon. So probably not going to be a lot of baseball talked about on this podcast because, you know, they're gonna keep pushing back games and that inadvertently pushes back free agency and Trades that could happen. So yeah, just the only thing we can really talk about in baseball right now are these stupid, boring, no good negotiations, and I'm just not going to get all too in depth on that. So moving on, we'll talk about the team that's actually playing their sport in the NBA. It's the Atlanta Hawks. They're actually playing basketball, and um, they had a two-in-one week, which is pretty solid considering um, the opponents they went against: um, Celtics, Bulls, and Wizards. If you asked me at the beginning of the week what I think they would go this week, I'd probably say 2-1, and one, and that's what they did. Um, but we'll start off with their first game on Monday in Boston against the Celtics, and this was the one loss on the week. It was a 107-98 to loss to the Celtics. And um, <clears throat> honestly, on paper, just looking at the score and the situation going into the game and um, Hogsman on the road, losing by 9 to the Celtics team is not bad at all. It's probably one of the more expected outcomes of this game. But uh, when you consider the lead the Hawks had in this game, and um, <clears throat> all the like all the opportunities they had to win this one, and just keep their kind of foot on the gas, it is a pretty disappointing loss and a tough one. So we'll get into the specifics of it now. We'll start off with the first quarter, which the Hawks actually won um, by twenty-eight to nineteen. Um, Boston's offense really struggled um, in this quarter. They actually got off to an early lead. But things did not kind of continue from there. Um, One couple of injuries actually happened in the first quarter that were very significant to both sides. Um, Jalen Brown went out of the game very early on in this one. I believe he only played like three minutes in this game. But he had an ankle sprain and missed the entire rest of the game. Let's see, Jalen Brown only played um, two minutes and 48 seconds in this game before he got injured. And um, that is obviously a huge development in this game, and that swings things in the Hawks' favor quite a bit because he is their second-best player. Um, so that was not great for Boston early, and um, but it would uh, kind of come back around for the Celtics' luck, I guess, as uh, Trey Young later on in the first quarter going up for a jump shot, um, landed on Marcus Smart's foot. Uh, Smart actually got called for a flagrant foul on that one, which um, definitely earned that one as that's just a very dangerous play and uh, Trey twisted his ankle um went when made the free throw and then went straight to the locker room after that he ended up coming back into the game um but you could definitely tell that he was not 100% after stepping on Marcus Smart's foot um him and Smart seemed okay about it he kind of went up to him after and like apologized i guess so didn't seem to be any uh lingering beef there between Trey Young and Marcus Smart but Trey was definitely hobbled after that happened and um, probably wasn't his best self the rest of the game, even though I think he had a pretty pretty good game in this one. But you could definitely tell that it was bothering at least a little bit. Um, but Trey, he's a very tough guy, and um, yeah, he's he's fought through injuries like this a good bit in his career so far. So it's nothing super new for Trey to you know just get out there and play. But he ended up still leading the Hawks in minutes in this game, which is pretty crazy for the guy that got sent to the locker room in the first quarter. But um, yeah, so those are the two like main. Storylines of the first quarter really was the two injuries, and the Hawks won the quarter, like I said, twenty-eight to nineteen. Um, Boston really struggled shooting in the first quarter. Um, the Hawks were pretty good, I'd say, um, but Boston struggled mightily in the first. Um, one of seven from three for them, which is not good, obviously. Um, nine of twenty-three from the field, which isn't great either. And um, <clears throat> for the Hawks, they weren't super fantastic either, but from three. But they did get to the line 10 times, and that's what saved them. They went 1 of 8 from 3 and 9 of 25 from the floor, which is actually both worse than Boston, but they got to the line 10 times, and they made 9 of them. Boston didn't get to the line once in the first quarter, and that's just the difference right there. Um, the Hawks got 9 more points off of free throws, and they led by 9 after the first quarter. So that was kind of the story of scoring-wise, and the first was the Hawks getting to the line, and uh, the Celtics didn't at all. Move on to the second now um <clears throat> Hawks actually added to their lead here in the second quarter and um were able to go up at halftime pretty pretty big but they won the quarter 37 to 32 not a great defensive quarter for the Hawks but their offense was so so good in the th- in the second and that kind of just leveled things out a bit they ended up leading by 14 at halftime with this 5 point win in the th- third or in the second quarter rather but um Trey was very good in the second um, 11 points, 4 or 5 shooting, 1 of 2 from 3. Uh, Bogey made two threes in the quarter. Um, Herder made one. They went 4 of 7 from 3, which is a lot better than it was in the first. Um, and then shooting-wise, 14 of 19 from the field. That's very good. And then Boston turned things around on their end, too. Um, 9 of 18 from the field, 4 of 11 from 3, which isn't super great. wasn't as good as the Hawks, but still pretty good. And they actually got to the line 10 times in the second and made all 10. So that was definitely a help for them. Hawks got to the line six times and made five of them. Trey had 11. He was he was good. Tatum also had 11 for the Celtics. And the Hawks going to the half with a 14-point lead. And, you know, you usually, <clears throat> when you're up 14 in any situations, you, uh, you're supposed to win that game, really. Um, another injury note that happened in the first half in the second quarter actually was Anyeka Kongwu, um, which the locker room with concussion like symptoms and, um, he missed the entire rest of the game and has missed other games this week. So he's in the NBA concussion protocol, but he missed the rest of this game and that, um, that brought in the Hawks to bring Gorgie Jang in for some minutes, which weren't fantastic, but, um. You kind of had to without no Collins or a kongwu. You don't really have a backup center except for Gorye Jang. So we'll get more into him later. Um, but yeah, the first half Hawks were pretty good on offense. Um, numbers ended up leveling out somewhat. Um, 52% from the field, which is solid. Um, not super great from three but nothing disastrous. 33%, 5 of 15. And they got to the line 16 times, which is very good for a, a half. Um, 87.5%. They made 14 out of 16. Um, 65 points in the first. They're up by 14. Um, Boston didn't shoot the ball very well, like I said. They were able to kind of right the ship a little bit in the second, but they were so bad in the first that, um, yeah, it was hard for them to kind of make it up from there as uh, they trailed by 14 at the half. Um, <clears throat> so Hawks up 65-51 to 51 at the half, like I said, and really immediately in the third, the bottom kind of falls out. Um. Yeah, it was not good at all in the third. The Hawks scored 13 points in the third quarter, and the uh, Celtics scored 31. So an 18-point swing in the for- third quarter, that's never good, obviously. But, um, yeah, things were really tough to open up the quarter for the Hawks. We'll just say that. Uh, the Celtics got a layup by Williams to start the scoring to make it 65-53. to 53. Then they made it 65-55, to 65-56, 65-58. 65 to 61 and then they just kind of kept on going. They got it all the way up to tying the game. So a 14-0 run to start the third and that lasted about 4 minutes, the first 4 minutes of the uh the third quarter, the Celtics outscored the Hawks 14 to nothing. Hawks didn't score until there were 7:26 left. In the third, there was a three-by-trade, which kind of stopped the bleeding, but then Jason Tatum immediately goes back down the court, hits a three of his own, and we're tied again at 68, and the Celtics just kind of kept bludgeoning the Hawks from there. Um, Hawks were able to get back up by three again, but then Celtics just kept firing back, firing back, firing back, and then they really, really got things going at the end to end up going up by four to end the third quarter so 82 to 78 after three an absolutely disastrous quarter for the hawks um it kind of had it's kind of been a theme of this year of third quarters just kind of being tough for them and this was one of the worst of the season um we'll getting to the numbers now from what how how they shot in the third and it was not great um hawks shot 30 percent from the field in the third quarter six of 20 one of eight from three didn't get to the free throw line once and um, yeah, only turned the ball over twice, which obviously that's pretty good. But you know, um, they lost a quarter by 18 points. And then Boston, on the other hand, they did not shoot the ball very well from three at all in the third. Um, two of nine, but they went 12 of 23 from the field, which is good. And they got to the line six times. They didn't turn the ball over once either, which is always going to help. Um, so yeah, 31 to 13, third quarter, and. They gave up the lead immediately, pretty much in the third. The 14-0 run, which is kind of a killer. But we'll move on from there to the fourth, and things were not much better in the fourth quarter. We'll just say that um, Hawks lost the quarter, 25 to 20. Offense was bad again. Um, Seven of 19 from the field, 36 percent. One of eight from three, which is really bad. And then they got to the line eight times, but only made five of them, which isn't great. So two really bad. Bad offensive quarters for the Hawks in the second half. They scored 33 points in the second half. That is abysmal. Um, Celtics were not great at all in the fourth quarter either. Um, They only scored 25 points, um, 47% shooting from the field. They made four of their eight threes, which is pretty good for them, but only 25 points, so they weren't exactly lighting the world on fire in the fourth, but they didn't really need to because they had the lead heading into the fourth. Um... But yeah, it was definitely, definitely a tough overhaul second half for the Hawks. Um, Hawks were actually able to kind of get things close to start it. They got the lead cut down to 2 with 10.40 left after a bogey floater. But then Celtics ended up going up by 7. They ended up going up by 8 with 9 minutes left. Um, 8 again, and the Celtics kind of were in control thoroughly throughout the rest of this game. Hawks kind of made these little runs to you know, keep it somewhat close, but... Ended up trailing by as many as 14 points in the in the final three minutes of this game. And, yeah, just a pretty abysmal second half, all things considered. And it equals a nine-point loss on the road in a game where you're up 14 at halftime. Very similar to the game they played against Boston a couple weeks ago on Super Bowl Sunday. Um, kind of really this carbon copy of that game as the Hawks had a pretty big halftime lead and blew it in the second half. Um, so we'll get into the overall... Uh, player performances in this game and we'll start off with the bad for the Hawks and I haven't mentioned this guy yet I was just kind of waiting to read out his his entire line before I start talking about him but DeAndre Hunter was absolutely terrible in this game Um, he went 0 of 8 from the field 0 of 8 from three had four points were all on his free throws he made all four of his free throws Um, three rebounds one assist two steals minus 11. Very bad game for DeAndre. He has been pretty brutal on offense pretty much all year. He's had his um he's had he's had his high moments, which um, we'll get into later on in the episode as he had a very good game against the Wizards. But yeah, this game was abysmal. Probably one of his worst offensive games of the year, in my opinion. Might be the worst. Um he was just really bad and I don't think he was um excellent defensively either in this game. I move on to more of a positive. Trey Young was pretty good in this game by Trey Young standards. Um, 31 points, six assist, 12 of 25 shooting, two of seven from three, and a 5 of 6 from the free throw line. i um, definitely not the best Trey game ever, but you know he had the bit of he had the little ankle injury um, in the first quarter, which he had to go to the locker room for, but come, came back in and you know you really can't complain what Trey did in this game. He he did his job. Um, Wasn't his best game by any means, but definitely did his job. Um, Moving on to Bogey, who was terrific in this game. Uh, 10 of 16 from the field, 3 of 9 from 3. He had 25 points, um, 4 rebounds, 3 assists. He was very, very good. He continues to be very, very good. Um, He's been that way for about a month now. He's had great success off the bench for the Hawks. And um, really the last real main contributor on offense was Danilo Gallinari. um, 4 of 9 from the field, 1 of 4 from 3, 12 points. Uh, Not a great game for him, but he was the only other guy in double digits for the Hawks. Herter had nine points. He didn't shoot the ball particularly great, only four of 13. And then other than that, um, that was pretty much all the offense for the Hawks as they really sputtered in the second half. And um, a lot of of credit goes to the Boston's defense. They have one of the best defenses in the league Um, for a reason. I think, in my opinion, they're the best defense in the league. Um, But, you know, the Hawks, they had a good stretch in the second quarter where they really played well and scored against them. The, the best defense in the league, like I said. But in the second half, the Celtics really just flexed their muscle and um, of how good they can be defensively. And the Hawks, you uh, really, really saw that <laughs> in this one. Um, so I think that it was a little bit of the Hawks being bad, but I think a lot of credit does go to this Boston defense. Um, they are very, very good. So we'll move on to a more pleasant game on Wednesday against the Bulls. Um, the Hawks had a pretty rough loss last week against the Bulls in Chicago. This one was back in Atlanta. Um and the Hawks got a huge 130 to 124 win in this one. Uh Trey came into the game. He was questionable with that ankle injury. Um didn't mention it for the Celtics game, but John Collins was out again for the Hawks. He was out again in this game too against the Bulls and Lou Williams was also out against Boston, but he was back in this one against the Bulls. So, we'll get into uh what transpired in this one. Um Trey had a terrific game. Um a lot of good offensive performances that we'll get into in a bit from both sides, really. Um, but the Hawks were able to outlast them in a very high-scoring game. But we'll start with the first quarter. Um, Hawks lost the first quarter 35-29. to 29. Um, They actually gave, gave up some pretty, pretty bad shots to the Bulls. Um, and you know, this Bulls offense is very good, and they were hitting their shots early. Um, 7 of 11 from 3 in the first quarter, um, which a little bit of that is Boston shooting above their heads. But um, some of it was some bad breakdowns for the Hawks. Uh, They lost Javante Green in the corner a couple times for his three-pointers. Zach Levine had two. Kobe White had two. Seven of 11 from three is very, very good. They went 14 of 23 from the field, 35 points. The Bulls are good on offense, and they were very good in the first quarter. Um, The Hawks were not terrible on offense. They weren't fantastic either. Um, 11 from 20 from the field, 55%. Three of nine from three and 29 points. Um, Trey was perfect in the first quarter, three of three from the field and uh, two of two from three, ten points and six assists in the first quarter. He was awesome, um, and Herter was pretty good. He made two of his three shots. Capella made all three of his shots. So offense wasn't terrible. What wasn't the reason they were behind in this game definitely. Um, but yeah, it's a uh, it's not a great, not a great defensive start to this game at all against a definitely a high power Chicago offense. Um, we move on to the second quarter now though. And um, Hawks were able to straighten things out somewhat in the second. Um, Boston, or not Boston, the Bulls only scored 28 in, uh, in, in the second, which isn't great, but still better than what they did in the first. But the Hawks got 27 in this one, in this quarter. Um, they were not particularly well sh- um, shooting the ball. They were pretty good from three, but from the field they are only 36%. But they were 43% from three, which is pretty... Uh, Trey actually wasn't great in the second quarter as uh, he went 0-5 on his field goal attempts didn't attempt one three and um he had six points but they were all on free throws which is just kind of weird in a game where he was just fantastic all around that he uh, didn't make a shot in the second quarter but um didn't kill them hawks only lost a quarter by one point and uh, they went to the halftime only down by five which you know you kind of take that result um it's fine with the way the The defense played, um, especially in the first quarter, only being down five. You're in the game, and uh, things are far from a disaster. They're actually down by seven. Uh, Sorry about that. But, yeah, seven points still. It's pretty much the same thing. Not a disaster by any means for the Hawks. Um, But overall, the defensive numbers were not great for Atlanta. The Bulls shot 58% from the field and 50% from three in the first, which isn't great. But the Hawks were able to stay in it because they shot the ball well enough. Uh, 38% from three, and uh, 45% from the field will uh, do that for you. They got to the line 12 times also, made all 12. The Bulls only got to the line two times. So that really kept them in the game, kind of a theme for the Hawks, getting to the line, keeping them in these ball ballgames. Um, now to the third quarter. This is where things got fun for the Hawks. They won the quarter by five, 30-40-29 uh, in the third, and they shot the ball for, very well. Um, not great from three, but from the field, they were pretty solid, 52%, only 33% from three. Uh, Trey had seven in this quarter, two of four, uh, one of one of three from three, and four assists. He was good, and um, I'm just going to go ahead and skip to the fourth quarter now because that's where the real fun in this game was—a very back and forth fourth quarter in this one. Um, so, heading into the fourth, the Hawks um, were up by, or the game was—they're up or they're down by two actually, heading into the heading into the uh, fourth quarter. So. Got to get that straight before we get into things. But Hawks had a 40 point quarter. Uh, They were 8 of 12 from 3 in this quarter. Trey and Bogey were both fantastic. Um, 3 of 19 from the field. But uh, Trey went 6 for 6 from the field. 4 of 4 from 3 with 16 points. And the third with 3 assists. Bogey went 3 of 5 from the field. Um, three of four from three, pretty much all threes, with 13 points. Um, he made four free throws, too. So them two at 29 out of the 40 points. They were both absolutely fantastic in this game, especially in the fourth. And the Bulls shot the ball pretty well in the fourth. They were 40% from three, um, nearly 60% from the field, scored 32 points, but only got to the line twice, kind of a theme in the game for the Bulls. They didn't get to the line a ton. Um, DeRozan didn't have a great quarter, which that's kind of surprising because he's been so good in the fourth quarter all year. He wasn't a disaster, but 3 of 8, only 6 points, wasn't great for him. And the Hawks won the quarter by 8, and they ended up winning the game by 6. And a very, very good end to this game. Trey hit two huge threes on the stretch to put the Hawks up, and another one to put them up by 4. Bogey had some big shots in this one also. It was just a really, really fun game down the stretch and a really huge win that the Hawks just, um, they really needed this one, especially, you know, avenging that loss last week against Chicago where, uh, you know, Trey wasn't great in that game at all and um, him coming back and just having a massive game. uh, He had 39 points, 13 assists, seven of nine from three, which is absolutely awesome for him. Um, Got to the line 10 times, made all 10 of the free throws. He was very good. Um, Bogey, he didn't have a great game overall, but the fourth quarter is really where he really shined. 20 points, um, 4 of 10 from 3. That's good for Bogey. He continues to be very, very solid. Um, Herter had 17 points. He was good. He shot the ball well. Hunter had a good bounce back game, I thought. Um, 7 of 13, had 18 points, made a couple threes. Good for DeAndre. Um, Gallo was good. Hawks had let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six guys in double figures in this game. So that's always good. It was a good team effort, good offensive win for sure for the Hawks in this one. Um so now we'll move on to their final game of the week, which was a second of a back to back for the Hawks. And uh, this was a very tough schedule point in the schedule for the Hawks as like I said, they were on a back to back with travel as they had to travel to Washington DC and the Wizards. We're coming off of double off days. So rest advantage, home court advantage, travel advantage, all for the Wizards in this game. So it's kind of a letdown spot for the Hawks, honestly. Um, I don't think they played very well in this game, but they did win, 117-114. Um, to 114. And um, a lot of that was just because Washington is not very good. Um, I don't think the offense played particularly great in this game at all. Trey kind of had an off game. Um, It was really DeAndre Hunter. He was the best player for the Hawks offensively in this game, which is a very encouraging thing to see after his terrible game against Boston earlier this week. But um, I'll start off with Trey, who was not very good. Um, Nothing disastrous, but um, definitely has had better games. He had 25-8, and which, you know, that's just kind of a testament of how good he is when – a 25-point 8-assist game, which is kind of meh for him. But didn't shoot the ball great. 6 of 22 from the field. 3 of 11 from 3. But they get this line 11 times and make 10 of them, which kind of saved him right there. Um, DeAndre Hunter, like I said, who was the Hawks' best player offensively in this game, um, had 26 points. Um, 8 of 12 from the field. 3 of 5 from 3. and made all, oh, oh, man, that's a bad voice crack. Uh, 3 of 5 from 3 and made all 7 of his free throws. 26 points. Um, led the Hawks in scoring in this game, might have led the entire game in scoring, I know, KCP had more than him on the Wizards, but yeah, um, this was not a game where the Hawks played particularly great Um, offensively, wasn't great really, except for Hunter, honestly, Um, John Collins actually returned in this game, he was solid I thought, um, but definitely still like making his way back, he had nine points and six rebounds, um, four of nine from the field, but missed all of his threes on three attempts. So he wasn't fantastic, but, you know, he was still fine. I thought Lou was pretty good in this game off the bench. Um, only made, only took three shots, made two of them. One of them was a three. He had eight points and 13 minutes. I thought he was solid. Um, Herter was not very good. Um, two of seven from the field, one of two from three, only five points. Um, Gallo had ten points, but didn't shoot the ball particularly great. Three of nine from the field. Uh, Capella, um... You know, Capella's downlines are always where he had 12 points, he had 12 rebounds, and 8 of his rebounds were offensive rebounds, which is very impressive. Um, So that was a pretty good rebounding game for Clint, even though he was only 5 of 9 from the field, which is not great for him. Um, But yeah, the overall numbers, the Hawks shot the ball 42% from the field, which is okay, Um, 36% from three, which is pretty good. They made 13 and 36 threes, that kind of saved them. but the Wizards were on fire from three in this game, especially KCP, who made all six of his attempts from three. They went 14 of 29 in the game. That's 48%. They shot them 54% from the field. Um, but, uh, yeah, there wasn't enough offense for them, even though they shot the ball pretty well. They turned the ball over 14 times, which uh, that takes some shots away for you right there. They only got to the line nine times, which isn't great. Um, they actually have 37 assists in this game. And they only scored 114 points and lost, which is just uh, pretty crazy. But yeah, it's just kind of a weird game overall. Um, the Wizards are kind of a weird team, and they're without their two best players right now, Beal and Porzingis. Um, they just traded for Porzingis, and they're without him right now. But Hawks, credit to them, it was kind of a letdown spot, bad scheduling spot for them. They were able to grind out a victory on the road, and um, right now they're 31 and 32. And we'll check in on the standings right now to see. Where they are at exactly in the playoff scheme Um, really just in the play-in honestly so right now the hawks are tied in a three-way tie for eighth in the east right now which is good for the hawks because that is like it's not been that long after the all-star break and they are tied for eighth which is not something that i uh predicted i don't think they would have at least gotten for at least some kind of share of eighth place for um, a little bit after this, but you know, here they are. They're tied with Charlotte and Brooklyn. Um, they're both 32 and 33, and the Hawks are 31 and 32. So they have the same winning percentage. Um, and a lot of that is just the Nets and the Hornets have been bad. The Nets have lost four games in a row. They're 3 and 7 in their last 10. Um, Charlotte's 4 and 6 in their last 10. So they haven't been great. Um, right now, they're currently 2.5 behind Toronto for seventh, which just isn't impossible. They're, they're right there. Um, they're 6.5 behind Cleveland. For six though, which is definitely a um, harder achievement to catch them, but yeah, they're they're definitely still they're still they're definitely in play for eight or seven for sure right now. I mean they're eighth right now, uh, technically in the tie, um, but Hawks actually have a good good opportunity to uh, get at five hundred tonight as they play um, Detroit on the road, which is a very very winnable game. Detroit is not good. They're um. I'll describe them as a pesky team. They've they definitely got some talent for sure, but um, this is a game the Hawks just kind of have to win. Uh, you had double off days on on Saturday and Sunday. I'm not sure when the Pistons played last. Let me check that because um, I'm pretty sure the Hawks are definitely going to have a rest advantage at some po- uh, to some extent in this game. I just don't know if they played yesterday. Um, let me see here. The Pistons last played on Thursday. Oh, no, that was on Friday, rather. Okay, so they're both on double-off days. Okay, so equal rest advantage. Um, I thought the the Pistons played over the weekend, but they did not. So equal rest advantage, both double-off days at at home for the Pistons, so road game for the Hawks. And the Hawks, they have to win this game. Oh, the Pistons aren't good. Like I said, they're kind of pesky team. Um, they've played a little bit better of late. They're 5 and 5 in their last 10. They do have some talent. They got Cade Cunningham. They got Jeremy Grant. Uh, they got Sadiq Bey. They got some, some shooters. They, But the Hawks are way better than the Pistons. And the Pistons are a bottom five team in the league right now. Um, bottom three, actually. They have the third worst record in the NBA. So this is a game the Hawks have to win, in my opinion. If they don't win it, this is a terrible loss. Um, even being on the road, you got to win this game. And this game, if they do win it, they will be at 500 um for the first time since i believe they were 14 and 14 i'd say it was the last time they were 500 i believe is what i saw so yeah um we'll go ahead and look at their rest of their schedule for the week after this pistons game on monday which i'm saying kind of doubling down they have to win this game okay so moving on from there i got four games this week one on monday one on wednesday one on friday and one on sunday so they got the pistons obviously then uh Another away game on Wednesday against the Bucks. That's going to be a tough game on the road against a very good Bucks team. But then they got two home games in the weekend. Friday against the Clippers at home, and the Clippers are not very good and they're kind of banged up too, but they're still a competitive basketball team. I'd say so. Definitely not like a can't really bank that win. But then at home on Sunday against the Pistons or not the Pistons, the Pacers is a game you have to win. The Pacers are not good, so I think the Hawks at bare minimum have to go 2 and 2 this week and I think they should probably go 3 and 1. I think they'll they should beat the Clippers, they should beat the Pistons and the Pacers. I don't think they're going to beat the Bucks, but they have to go at bare minimum 2 and 2 this week in my opinion, which isn't a given with this team. Isn't a given, but um, I would probably pre- predict them to go 3 and 1 cuz I think they'll beat the Clippers. Um, you know, they don't have Paul George or Ka- Kawhi Leonard right now. Reggie Jackson's been kind of carrying them. So um yeah would not expect um, a really bad week for the Hawks here as the schedule is pretty favorable except for that Bucks game so uh, yeah that'll do it for this show if you made it this far listening I uh, really really appreciate it and I will be back next week with another episode